Are you the you in unique value proposition? Tonight, we have Cyrus Samani with 416 Consulting. She will be diving into unique value propositions. We have Michael Sipes with Sipe Coaching going over powerful listening. Shanna Mavis will be going through a grant application with Verizon and so much more. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a great time. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now. Good evening and welcome to the Better Your Business Show. I'm Natalie, your host and my co-host, the beautiful coach for business, Miss Shanna Mavis. Hey, Natalie. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it all out, guys. This is going to be some kind of show tonight. Um, we are, well, first we want to, you know, give the best well wishes to Carlton. He is not feeling well. And so we are hoping he gets better soon because we don't know what's going to happen tonight. We're just going to roll with it. So <laughs> I'm excited to be here. Um, I'm really excited about that grant, um, talking about that, being able to talk about that. But the topic that we are covering tonight, the unique value proposition, um, everything that goes along with that, it's this is one of those steps that a lot of business owners miss, right? I was talking to Syra. She's going to be our expert on in the second half of the show. But I was talking to her a little bit before the show started. And she was saying, I, I think that and financials are things that most business owners, most entrepreneurs will just, you know, kind of push to the wayside. And really with the unique value proposition, we we all have it in our head. You know, we, we think we have it in our head at least. And we want to go ahead and move forward and we just start, you know, selling. We start um, marketing. We start doing all of the things. But we haven't really taken the time to sit back and think about what what value do we bring that no one else does? So we've got, um, you know, we've got some examples of if you you know were to Google what the unique value proposition is, what what the answers are, what they absolutely, let me see if I can pull that up, Natalie, or what they say it is. But while I'm looking for that, what are your thoughts about the unique value proposition? What, what's been your experience with business owners? You know, I feel like it's funny because it seems like when everyone says what makes them unique, it's always customer service. I give the best customer service. And part of the feedback I always give is like, are you sure you just think that, right? Because sometimes we think we're giving great customer service, but our customers might not feel the same. And I, and, you know, I think that we all know that really that's not enough. What's really touched home for me about us diving into this subject has been that something I've noticed about myself is really what makes my unique value proposition is very intimate and personal to me. And so I think that's been one of the reasons why it's been challenging because it's it's a little painful. And then you don't know who you're kind of making uncomfortable in the process. Like if I share my story about one of the reasons why I get passionate about life insurance, people really only know the tip of the iceberg. 
And part of it's because, you know, I have sisters, I have my mom. It's like, you don't want to put out all your dirty laundry. But now that I've been going through all this unique value proposition stuff, I mean, really, that's what it is that makes me so unique, right? So that would be one thing that I've encouraged people is, you know, we talk a lot about story. That's one of the things I love about our guest expert tonight is she talks a lot about stories and how she loves stories. But really, it's it's our story that makes it unique, right? And so I think really just getting clear on that and having the vulnerability to share that, I think has been one of my most powerful takeaways from this. That's right. I'm going to see if I can pull Your this favorite up. word. <laughs> I Googled this. You know, that's one of the things I'm going to always do. And it drives my friends crazy, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to Google it um, because I, I want to see what everyone sees. If you hear the topic and you hear how important a unique value proposition is, when you look it up, it says a unique value proposition, also known as a unique selling proposition, is a statement that clearly expresses your product or services distinct selling points to potential customers. The challenge that I had with this one, Natalie, is that I don't believe that unique value and unique selling are the same thing. And I hate that they're used interchangeably because value um, describes the benefit that your customers are going to get. It's core. You know, it, it is it is something that you do differently or that you bring differently. It's not about selling. And so I, I hate it that they um, lumped those in together, right? They, they've now kind of mixed the two of those up and said, hey, these are interchangeable. But the unique selling point, if you look up anything about that, it, it is more about the um, emotional connection that you have with your buyers. It, it is um, you're trying to sell to them. So what makes you different? Those differentiators where value uh, and I, I think the, the best way, if I can pull up that um, thing is. This is what I saw when I saw value. And it was like everything that your customer is willing to pay for. It's in the eyes of your customer. It is in their perception. It's it's the way that they think about it, where the value comes in. But you have to know um, intrinsically so that you can market that. You have to know what value you actually bring that they would be willing to pay for. What problem are you solving for them and how are you solving it? And And sometimes more importantly, why? Why are you doing that? That may be your unique value proposition, right? So um, I loved when I saw that, just the, the definition, um, the breakdown and, and looking at it and saying, okay, your unique value is not the same as the reasons that your customers you know, would necessarily, it's not about the features. It's not about checking off the boxes. Um, because so many people can do that. And we're going to we're going to see that in, you know, some of the clips that we have for you guys tonight. Yes. Facts tell, stories sell. <laughs> All right. So let's take a look at what is a unique value proposition. We'll go ahead and go into our pillar talk. stands for your value that you're offering to your clients. 
it is very much the core value and the core benefit out of your service and of your products that you're giving to your clients and delivering to your clients through what you do. And you could say that this is ultimately your promise to our clients. What are you promising to give them in the sense of value? That's truly what value proposition stands for. And it is unique because it needs to be unique to your own brand and your own offer. Because otherwise, it really wouldn't do the job. Yeah, so when... When I was listening to her talk about that, um, I love that she said it's your promise to your clients, right? It's what you're going to give to them, how you will benefit them. Um, and that's something that only you know. You know, that is a, because I'm not going to promise everyone the same thing, right? Um, in, in real life. In business, you should, <laughs> but you may not necessarily. So I love that that was kind of the way that she looked at that. Definitely. It really made me, me stop and think about just how you were talking about the two differentiators too. I had to really stop and look at that as well because so one of the things that I think applies for me is I spend people's money the way I spend my own. And if you know anything about me, <laughs> right, you know, I am frugal, right? Like frugal. So I realized through that though, and this is just something I've realized recently, probably within the last maybe two years of, of why I like it is that same rush that I get from getting a good deal or getting a great rate of return, whether it's your money or my money, my, I don't differentiate the difference. The vibe is still the same. I still get excited. Right. So I think that's one of mine, right? I spend people's money. Like I spend my own, you're going to get the best deal. And if I don't get you the best deal, tell me who you got it from so that I can start doing business with them. So <laughs> That's mine. <laughs> Yeah, and I thought about this, the challenge that and I, I really want any coaches or anyone that's in a service-based industry, anyone that's in the audience that um, serves in, in that capacity to let us know in the comments, what is your unique value proposition? It's a challenge um, because any of us, I, I, I want to say for sure, hey, I know that I'm my unique value proposition, right? But we can all say that. So how unique is that? Yeah, I, I know that um, everyone can say that. So I, I want to find a, a different way. And so I, I really have been racking my brain because this is a step that I skipped too. Just like I know and I'll talk to people and, uh, you know, I, this is why you should work with me without why you should work with me. I just provide the value. I, I just answer the questions. I do whatever it you need in order to make sure that your vision is realized, that your business is growing in the way that you expect it to, or the way that it needs to, um, to meet those goals. But I don't, I never really sat down to try and articulate what exactly do I bring differently? You know, what value do I bring that no one else does outside of myself? So finding out from other coaches, finding out from other people, um, what do you do in that situation? What are some of the things that, what are some of the ways that you've um, exhibited the value to your customers or articulated it? Did we lose you? So do you think we enjoyed the value? You froze on me for a minute. What was that? Do you think we can just be the value? Do you think it can just be us? I, I don't. 
Uh, I mean, I do and I don't, right? <laughs> because you've got to you've got to find a way to let people know, and that's the challenge with saying, "Okay, I'm the difference." Um, how do I set myself out uh, apart when I'm marketing? How do I um, establish to everyone? How do I let them know that my brand is solid, that they can trust me? How do I do that without having some um, idea myself what makes me different, what makes me stand out, or what it is about me? So let's just say, yes, I'm the differentiator. What is it about me that's different than you as a coach or that's different than any other business coach out there? If I can't tell you that, then I'm not going to be able to market it. No matter how many videos I do, I've got to be able to bring that to the, the table. Now, with social media, um, I, oh, we're getting, ah, Terry. Um, but with social media, they get a chance to see a little bit more of who we are. But um, you still got to be able to put that in there. It's still got to be in your messaging. It's core to everything that you do or everything that you put out there. So Terry's, she can, um, yeah. what did she say? She said, basically, she does, and I, I'm still in this from you, Terry. <laughs> she does about 10 to 25% of what you need in your business. But her value is that she has the resources and the connections for the other potential part of what you need. And that is so true, Terry. I love that because you are definitely that person. That's why you're part of my advisory board. <laughs> right? But it's true. I love it. Also, you guys, if you want to come up, if you go to the very top where we started the show and you hit um, just that StreamYard link, it'll make it so you're not Facebook user, but that you can show yourself on previous shows. It just keeps it private um, until you hit that link. So, All right. And with that, Natalie, it is time for Just Good Business. Yes. Go ahead and go into that. Believe it or not, guys, it's about Verizon. Um, <laughs> and I don't mean that in a bad way. But I um, I was really resistant to Verizon um, years ago. Customer service, I, that's a big thing for me. And I was not pleased with their customer service. So I went away from them. So I was kind of surprised myself when I saw um, how much good they're doing and just their passion for small business owners it um, showed them in a different light for me. So um, I am pleased to talk about Verizon and um, introduce them as the just good business for this time. Awesome. The world is going digital. Does your small business have what it needs to succeed? Introducing Verizon Small Business Digital Ready, the free online program designed to give your business the tools it needs to thrive in today's digital economy with access to personalized learning plans that help you stay ahead in the online marketplace, coaching from experts, and networking opportunities with diverse businesses in your industry. It's all part of our plan to leave no small business behind. Register at verizon.com slash smallbusinessdigitalready. When I first got the food truck ready to go, I felt like I was on top of the world. <laughs> It was just like, girl, you did this. My name is Viester Good. I am the owner and operator of Boomer's Kitchen and Catering. So with me just having a high school diploma, I actually was thinking about taking a business class. So I ended up taking Verizon Small Business Digital Ready Program. 
I took so many courses, it has built my confidence 100%. I did a one-on-one with a social media expert, which was amazing because she gave me a bigger insight on keywords that I should be using on social media, getting me more in tune with algorithms, so that way you can get the reach. I'm most proud that I built this on my own debt-free and be the first of business owners of my family. And to keep serving the same community that built my business for me is just amazing. Yeah, I was so thrilled when I saw that. The application process is super simple. The only thing that you have to do to qualify for this is to complete two of their free courses. They have got so many resources for small business owners out there, and all of these are free. It took me like 90 minutes to complete four courses and um, send out this message, the link to all of my friends and everyone I knew, and fill out the application. So um, the application, I think, took me maybe five or six minutes to complete the thing. So it is very short, to the point. Um, You have to have this in by November 14th. The application deadline is November 14th. Fill it out. Um, They will let you know by the 21st if you're a finalist. And by the 28th, you will know whether or not you are awarded that grant. So $10,000 is there. Go and apply as quickly as you can. It will not take long. And you're going to get so many valuable resources on that website. Um, Verizon.com slash about slash responsibility. Um, And then it continues from there. So Yes, for sure. Check that out. That is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that, Janet. And I know as you and I have been kind of going down this rabbit hole, we have literally seen so many amazing resources that are out there. So just, you know, whether it's Verizon or whatever, go to Google, see what's out there for you, because there's literally billions of dollars in grant money. That means you don't have to pay it back that wants to go to the right people. So get, you know, everything that you need to have in place, your unique value proposition, all that stuff, your business plan and go for it and just see what happens because there's a lot of people that want to help small business for sure. That's right. All right. Well, let's take um, a peek at what Balton Co. has to say to us. Having a great business isn't enough. You need real exposure. Vault Co. is a full-service digital marketing agency led by Bridget Brooks, a previous employee of Facebook and Groupon. Through done-for-you digital advertising and one-on-one coaching, get the exact paid traffic strategy that these digital giants have used to run wildly successful ad campaigns. Deliver the perfect message at the perfect time to your perfectly targeted audience. Book a consult today. I find if I don't define my unique value, I'm tempted to overcompensate, to stand out by promising everything, and that leads to burnout. The UVP helps define what not to promise. I love that, Alex. Yes, good stuff, <laughs> Alex. And in the pillar talk, she talks about, because we want to talk about why, and this is the exact reason why. This is why, because you know exactly what you're trying to put out there. You're not going to go back and forth. You're not chasing all of these shiny objects. You're not promising things that you can't deliver, you know what value you bring. So yes, you're spot on there. All right, Natalie, are you ready for Dear Better Your Business show? Ready, ready. Okay. I got this one for you. (laughs) 
All right. So dear, better your business show. Love your show. Thank you. I own a cannabis business in Oklahoma. I have a ton of competitors and it seems like more pop up every day. And those are just the legal ones. I read that I need a unique value proposition to make sales, but most of us sell the same strains and products. How do I make my business stand out? Ooh, interesting. This is a good one. You okay. want to see? So I'd love to hear in the comments if anybody has any ideas for them. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. <laughs> So, so I was thinking about this and I was just like, well, there's something that makes you different. So it really is, again, it's going back to what your core values are. And sometimes that may be it. So I know someone with a farm um, in Oklahoma and the reason that they started that business is because of the opioid crisis. And they were so, you know, they lost so many people um, because they became addicted to a lot of you know, the chemicals. And so it was a way to combat that. And so it's that story. It's like Cyrus going to talk about the story that you tell. Um, that's what your brand should be about is the reason that you did this. So it may be as simple as that. So yeah, you can produce the same, you know, quote unquote product, the same strains, the same, you know, oils, the same, all of these things, but there's a reason that you're doing it. And maybe that's the unique value proposition. Maybe it's within that that you're going to find um, or that you'll be able to articulate to your potential customers. Here's why, you know, not just why you should buy my product, but here's what it's going to do for you if this impacts you. So I think that's more of, of what I was thinking about. Um, you know, uh, it's more of going back to the why. Yes. I agree with you too, whether it's like, um, you know, hey, we're doing this to help veterans. So it's a big for us to help veterans. I've seen that some will even do a veterans discount because that's why they started their company or um, patients that have cancer where they'll deliver to um, sick with no fees or anything like that. So I agree with you. Whatever that reason is that they started their business, hey, it's we got the best, the best nugs in town. I don't know, but that's what I would be. We just like the smoke, right? Whatever it is, that's what I would be um, talking about because that's what's going to attract your people. But the thing, okay, so, and we'll hear about this in the second half of the show, um, saying that I have the best of this. Do I really? Or can you, are you just making that claim or... And is that, is that the, how do you know that that's what it is? And how do you know that that's what's bringing value? Am I looking for the best? Am I looking for something that solves, a, you know, that um, a, addresses anxiety? Am I looking for something that addresses depression? Am I looking for, so what's the, the real value? Just saying that I'm the best is, you know, a claim that, how do you validate that? How? <laughs> Well, the users could be saying it's the best. <laughs> so that's when you get your testimonials. Your testimonials. <laughs> okay. How many stoners are going to take the time to write up testimonials? So I'm come on. Really you be surprised, Shanna. <laughs> There's going to be like, a, you know, um, what's that? A thesis. You're going to have, you know, a dissertation on this particular strain. So maybe, yeah. So I don't want to discount stoners. Um, but yeah, <laughs> maybe there's going to be this entire beautiful testimonial that you can pull from, or maybe that's where you'll find what your unique value proposition is. Honestly, it's just polling your clients. 
seeing what do they think about you? Why, not just why are they purchasing, but what value do they get from it? So yeah, I love that. Okay. Do we want to jump into um, a real quick pillar talk? Let's do it. Okay. So the why you actually need that is the second point. And you need a valid proposition because ultimately this is what communicates the unique offer that you are giving to your clients, the unique benefit that you're giving to your clients. And if you don't have this unique value proposition in order and you haven't really figured it out, then you are going to fail with all of your actual marketing and branding efforts because this is really the core of it all. Like, so when you're starting to build your brand, you first and foremost want to define your value proposition because afterwards it's just the building blocks of creating a holistic brand. But if you don't have that in order, you're actually just going to go one direction, another direction, and it's just going to be so much harder for you to really establish a strong brand and therefore a successful business. And that's why you really want to get it in lane and make sure to understand what makes you unique so that you could communicate it to your clients and in the most effective marketing way. So I think She's spot on there. And it's it that's right in alignment with what Alex was saying. You know, it's the easiest way to communicate effectively is for you to understand first what value you bring. Yep. And clear on what your niche is and your ideal client as well. Yeah, because it is about the client, right? <laughs> that's yeah. who, that's who perceives the value. So if you don't have them in mind, and we talked about last week, the buyer persona, creating that and really understanding who it is that you're selling to, who are your customers and what is it that, that they want? Ask them, talk to them. It's like you were just saying, hey, talk to your customers, find out what they think about it. Is it the best? Is that why, you know, the value that they get is knowing, hey, I've got the best. So, yeah. I guess that's that. Yeah. <laughs> There's no more to say about that. What is, is it wellness time? Do we have? Um, um, well, it's yes, it is. Who do we We're have gonna, for wellness? We have Michael Sipes with Sipes Coaching. He's a practitioner from the You Define Wellness platform, and he is going to be talking about thoughtful listening. Ooh, okay, perfect. Let's go ahead and listen to him. Hello, everyone. Today, I'm going to share with you the secret to powerful listening. Now, you might be asking yourself, why do I need to be a powerful listener? Well, if we are in a leadership role, sometimes we need to be able to communicate very well. And that might mean one-way direction, but quite often it means two-way direction in communication. So let's talk a little bit about communication and frequency. So all frequency carries information. And we might think of various frequencies like 5G or Wi-Fi or the sound an airplane makes when it takes off. But when we talk about communication, there's the frequency of our voice. And our voice has some components to, you, to it that I'd like to share about. So if frequency is carrying information, 
The sound that travels to our ear carries information. And there are three harmonics to that frequency that I'm going to talk about. So the first harmonic is the harmonic of the actual words spoken. It might be, my dog has fleas, or the reports are late. That's factual information that our left brain logically processes and makes sense of. But the second harmonic is the harmonic that not many people pay attention to. We pick up on it, but we don't pay a lot of attention to it. And that one is the frequency of emotion. That second harmonic is the emotion somebody might be expressing, whether it's an inflection in voice or it's an actual physical facial expression. But there's an emotion sometimes attached to it and can be very strong. It can be exasperation. It can be joy. It can be passion. That emotion is something that we can be listening for when somebody is talking to us. And then the third harmonic is the harmonic of why somebody is sharing that with us. And it might be something of great significance. So we can use our intuition to pick up on something else that's going on beneath the surface that is why they might be sharing that information with us. So when we think about powerful listening, if we can listen to not just the words of the first harmonic, but we listen also to the second harmonic of the emotion and listen to the third harmonic of why, then we can be listening to our employees, we can be listening to our colleagues and understand a little bit more about what's going on and connect a stronger bond with those that we work with. So that's the secret to powerful listening. Very interesting. I had never heard that before. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't either. Very interesting. So, it, well, it's funny because it makes me think about um, certain conversations that for the second one, the emotional component. I'm like, I probably should have watched my emotional component in that, in that conversation, <laughs> right? But it teaches us, I think, how to respond as well as opposed to thinking, you know, not really listening and then just being prepared to respond as far before listening and then responding. That was yeah. powerful. Indeed. Well, we're going to be right back with you guys. We're going to take a quick, quick break and we'll be right back.
All right, we are back and we are talking about unique selling propositions on tonight's show. We would love to hear what is yours. Drop it in the chat. What makes you unique? And if you're not sure, make sure you stick around so you can figure out before our show ends because we are going through some great stuff tonight. Yeah, um, and it is that time in the show where we're going to talk about unique selling points or unique selling proposition because the first half of the show, we wanted to make sure that we could distinguish between the two. Value is not necessarily um, based on sales. You know, sales is for you. Value is for your customer, right? So it's really looking at that and distinguishing between the two of those. And, and now let's take a look at the unique selling points or unique selling proposition. Why do your customers want to buy from you? Um, and interestingly enough, uh, when you Google this, you're going to find a mix of things. Uh, you're going to find a whole bunch of people telling you how you can do it in three steps and, you know, do all of these things. And you're going to have all of these unique selling points. But I actually found a, a resource that was counter that. He was just like, I do not believe unique selling points exist. And I was like, I want to hear about this because I believe they do. <laughs> so um, he, well, and I won't do a horrible British accent, but um, he, <laughs> I was listening to it and I don't know if it was because of the accent or if it was really because of the content, but I think it's a mix of both. So let's take a look at this and let me, and I want to hear what you think about it. Okay, so now what do you think? Um, I'm not sure, but I, <laughs> I understand what he's saying. It's true. Right? None of us are reinventing the wheel at this point. Um, but I do think there's something that does need to make you stand out for people to become curious. Why do I want to, you know, try your whatever, whatever? Otherwise, Starbucks would always win, right? Why did people start drinking McDonald's coffee? And now McDonald's supposedly has better coffee than Starbucks. I'll be honest, I do like McDonald's coffee better than Starbucks. But, um, you know, people would never have tried it if they were doing something to get people to try it, right? So I think there has to be something that's going to make get people curious at least. If they say they're the best, let's really find out. Or they say this is what makes them unique, let's find out. I can't just be like, hey, we're like everybody else, show up if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> it is It is interesting that I, I love the points that he was making. I don't know that, again, that I, I agree on the one hand, that once someone starts doing it, that you're, as long as you're the innovator, you've got that, those unique selling points, right? 
you you can say I'm the first, I'm the best, I'm the this, I'm the I'm the only until someone else mimics what you've done because of your success. And, and you know, that's greatest form of flattery. Right. So that's amazing. But now your product is no longer unique in those same things that that got you the recognition. So how do you overcome that? Um, and yeah, I, I'm super excited when Syra gets on here for her to talk a little bit more about, you know, what do you do in those cases? How often should you be looking at this? Um, how do I create unique selling points and make sure that I stay unique and top of mind? Uh, it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot that goes into this and making sure that you differentiate yourself is a huge thing for, because the market, you know, it's, it can be saturated in, in some areas. Right. And we can still be the legend or the trailblazer that started it all anyway, which isn't in a bad place to be. Indeed. I think we're going to go ahead and bring Syra in. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about who she is? Before yes, she I... is with 416 Consulting and she is awesome. She has a lot of knowledge in her industry i of course liked her immediately because her she she talks about how um this and then also finances are the biggest challenges that business owners have and i just couldn't agree with her more she's a powerhouse woman and so we're excited to have her here because of that so cyrus samani 416 consulting welcome to the better your business show thank you for joining us thank you for that amazing introduction i feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm winning an award or something at the Oscars. Oh, I was going to throw for your lifetime achievement. You guys are great. Thanks for inviting me. Yes, thank you so much for having us here. We're super excited to have you talking about this subject because it is so important, and I love how passionate you are about it as well. I don't think most of us realize how crucial this is to your business. It is. It's kind of like what do you want to be known for you know we talked uh, i heard you talking a little bit about what's the value that you bring and how can you articulate that in a succinct and concise way so when i when i think about my own personal um, value proposition because when people are for me i'm a consultant when people are buying a service from me they're 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 buying my time right so what do i want to be known for so for example i've always loved simplicity so my approach to everything is there's a lot of chaos there's a lot of stuff going on but i want to simplify things for you um and and i want to take all of these things that people seem to talk around and and talk through and talk at uh, and i want to condense all of that into something that's easy digestible something you can implement from a business process perspective and so you can realize the value the profitability any other vanity metric that you have you can you can recognize that sooner so that's my value proposition i'll take all of this spaghetti and make it into like a presentable dish right so that's what i love about what i do 
And that's where it comes from. It's your core. You mentioned it, Shauna. You said core value, right? That's my core value. I believe, I live, I breathe that type of, you know, simplicity in my in my job, in my in my consulting practice. So yeah, and someone says kiss. That's keep it simple. <laughs> I, I mean, I can't say the S word, but keep it simple, right? So so that's uh, that's what it's all about. That's the value proposition. Can you articulate it? So when when we're thinking about the business owners, and, and again, we are all human and we all you know start at different levels, but I think a lot of us, um, we we forgo this, like you and I talked about, right? We forgo mm -hmm. this process. We we know what it is, and we don't really think about writing it down or you know formalizing this in any way. We just do our business. So where do I start um, to create one? How, what what uh, what steps do I take that will help me identify the solution that I provide? Identify the value that I bring. Um, and then be able to articulate that to my my customers. I think that's a great question. And and you mentioned earlier too that you you skipped a step. You you maybe you maybe just kind of zoomed past this and you got right into execution. And that's just the nature of small businesses, right? Consultants. And I did the same thing. <laughs> so you are you're not unique in that way. We all have kind of a similar thing that we go through. We're like kind of cut from the same cloth. Yeah, but you have to start somewhere and starting somewhere is really like it's an exercise in inflection. So you're looking deep into yourself and you're thinking about what is it that I am offering as a product or a service um, that's that's going to benefit the customer or the client and benefit can come in many different ways. It's time. It's money. It's simplicity it's quality um, and that's your north star so once you can identify that one thing that makes you different then you're going to be able to to talk about that and then you're going to think about your customers so so why do they need your product or your service like what problem do they have what issues do they have what are you solving for them then you're going to dig a little bit deeper and talk about the benefit. Like I said, is it time? Is it money? Is it going to simplify? Is it going to prioritize? Is it going to consolidate? Is it going to automate? Is it going to save you time, money, decision fatigue? There's so many things that could bring value to your customer. Um, and really, it's like a it's I don't want to oversimplify, but I, I, I want to say that it's probably a three or four step process that you're going to go through. And there are tools out there. So if you if you go into your favorite search engine and you type in value proposition canvas, it will give you like a worksheet, a few questions, and then you can start to pick out those words to give you a, a, a more concise statement. Um, so there is a method to the madness. Once you get to that value proposition, you know, the cus customers and clients, they will not, they there'll be no misunderstanding about what you're offering. It's going to be very clear to them. So that's kind of how I went about doing my own. Um, and it took a while 
So even though I've That's simplified it, uh, I went through iterations. So okay, I put something out there and I kind of did a test on it. So I asked a few people, what do you think? Um, because what I didn't want to do was get into this analysis paralysis. You can get stuck in this because you're, you're going to think it's never good enough <laughs> to be out there, but you just got to get it out there. It's called an FSD. Do you know what that stands for? No. First shitty draft. <laughs> you get it out there. You get it in front of people. And then you go back and you iterate based on feedback. Okay. So my favorite thing so far tonight for the show is that you wouldn't say keep it simple, stupid, but it's first shitty draft. <laughs> Like that's the S word that you chose. <laughs> love it, love it. That's what you're gonna get on this show, folks. <laughs> not censored. Not gonna I'm not gonna call that person stupid, but get your shitty draft done. <laughs> I, I draw that. the line at stupid. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. Okay, we are going to take a quick break and go grab something to drink. You guys need it, um, and then I we'll do. come back with Sire and um you know wrap up the show <laughs> a wise man once asked right what back. if starting a business was like jumping out of a plane and like 76 percent of businesses what if 76 percent of parachutes failed before you reached the destination what about those of you who have already jumped well you may still have time to check your business Pillar5.com, where businesses get it right. Very similar materials. So actually, they don't have a USP, but the way that we perceive the company and the product is how it has a unique selling point. Right. So instead of having a USP, these companies, some of the biggest companies in the world that actually really don't have USPs because it's always going to be innovation, imitation, innovation, imitation. They're never going to have a USP. Instead, they have something called an OESP. Now, that stands for a owned emotional selling point, a owned emotional selling point, OESP. An OESP is something that is used to create emotion in the customer an emotional attachment to the brand and to the product. Because you can't say, your tagline, for example, can't be, we have the best material. All right, we're back. So, Syra. Okay, so owned emotional selling points versus unique selling points. What, mm -hmm. what are your thoughts on that? Um, because he's basically saying, once someone else does it, it's no longer unique, which is correct. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it's about that emotional attachment. Um, yes. is, is that your experience? It is. Um, and I actually have, uh, as I was making notes for the show, one of the things I wrote was, your selling or your value proposition should light up areas of your customer's brain. You know, like it should it should invoke that kind of emotion in them. Like when you see an Apple ad, it is so slick. It's so slick. And I look at my old iPhone eight 
<laughs> like, I want a 14. I can't justify it because my phone still works. But it draws you in. And that kind of emotion, you don't feel that in anything else. You don't feel that when you look at, say, a Dell computer. You feel it when you look at how they display the Mac. And so it's a lot of that too. They, they're they owning that space, that emotion that you have, and they want to capture that. Um, and I think to me, talking about we lost you for a minute oh did you lose me oh i'm am i back yeah yes. just the last okay season. okay so so to me that kind of ownership over that particular emotion light lighting up areas of the brain that's where it goes from value proposition to an emotional proposition where people are lining up for hours to buy this phone. Oh yeah, I mean seriously. It, well, it's well, look, look at, <laughs> it, look I, at Tif Tiffany's. I mean, can that you? That one's not on. You got a diamond as somewhere else for sure. You can, but just the 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 emotion that it inspires in you. That's what makes you go to that particular, and that's a whole bunch of stuff. It's around branding, it's around sales and marketing, it's around the language that they use. So there's a lot more science behind that piece. But again, the bottom line is it speaks to, to that emotional side of you. So, okay. so I would say value is like the brain, the brain, right? It's, it's the brain working, but the emotion is the heart. So that's, that's how I would draw a difference between the two. I like that um, because that's, yeah, those selling points, because those are two, again, two distinct things. The value, the customers have to see that. Like you said, it has to light up those areas in their brain that says, okay, yes, I'm going to get exactly what I need out of this. And then the other piece is here's why I should get it from you. I love that you connected with my my heart. I love that you spoke to me directly and just said, hey, not only am I going to give you what you need, but I'm going to give it to you the way that you like it. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make you want to pay $1,000 for a phone. <laughs> <laughs> and we all want to do we that. We all want to do that. Of course. I mean, now, have you I'm seen not... those cameras? Like, they're incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of mad at them for um, continuing to upgrade. Uh, and yeah, I, I get it. But you're making it worse and worse for my phone. And I have a seven still. So oh. it still works. We're the same. Barely. But it still works, Apple. Thank you. <laughs> Syra, it has been such a pleasure yes. having you. Are you are awesome. Here. Thank you. Thank you so much for having yes. me on the show. Thank you for the value that you brought, really helping make things clear. Um, I know that you are an expert in advisory boards, in one-page business plans, in this type of stuff. And I know everyone you can find her on LinkedIn. Um, you can go to her website to get more information from her, but she clearly knows what she's talking about. And so, um, you know, follow her on social media, get to know her, reach out for some good stuff from her. So thank you so much for being here and sharing thank your you. knowledge with us. You've been awesome. Thank you so much.
Bye, Sarah. Thank Take you. Take care. Wow. Awesome. Good yeah. stuff. I love that, the brain and the heart. I hadn't really thought about it because there's a difference, you know, in, in the value that you get and where where you think about that. And you, you, the fact that you think about it, you feel the other, but you yeah, think about the value. And when that guy was chatting, that's what I kept thinking. Well, he's looking at like such a guy, right? He's being very <laughs> logical, which was funny because, you know, as, as I was saying that, I'm like, do I buy emotionally or logically? I had to think about it a lot. And I'm like, I buy logically. And my husband's so emotional about the buying. But I was like, I'm not really sure that that's true if it was, you know, the value was there, right? But I like that she talked about having both because depending on how your mind works, right, you're going to, one of those ways is going to get you, hopefully. So, yeah. So stuff. are you going to talk to us about money? Money, money, money. Okay. Yes. I shared with you guys last week that we are going to chat about the rule of 72. So here is one financial concept that will help you in figuring out how long it will take for your money to double. The rule of 72. You don't need to be a genius in math. It's so simple. You can literally do it right now, so to begin using this concept, you only need to know one thing, and that is your investment's guaranteed rate of return. If you're investing in an index fund with a return of 8%, it's going to take nine years to double your money, right? You take the number 72, I divided it by 8, and it gives you nine years. 72 divided by 8 equals 9. You can take the number 72 and divide it by any interest rate amount, and it will give you the number of years it will take for your money to double, which also means the sooner we start saving, the more opportunities we have for those doubles, right? So that's why you hear a lot of experts talking about saving for your kids, starting early, legacy for your money. You don't have to save as much if we start earlier, we get more doubling periods. By the way, what is the average interest rate on a credit card? How many years does it take for our debt to double? Ouch. Credit cards, I think of like a consistent, healthy diet regimen. You work hard all month, you have one cheat weekend, and it ruins the whole thing. It's easier to just say no. So go back and look at the rule of 72. Everybody, November is long-term care month. Long-term care is so important. They've dedicated an entire month to teaching us how it works. Over the next few weeks, we will be diving deep into insurance. You know how much I love it. By the time we are done, you will love insurance too. So get excited. And that is tonight's Money Minute. <laughs> uh, I love that you promised excitement uh, about insurance. So I, I feel like let's go back to your unique value proposition and make sure you're not promising something you can't deliver. But I'm waiting. I'm going to see because I believe you can deliver it. I believe I'm going to be excited because I was sitting there and I was like, when you first started talking and rattling off the numbers, I was like, mm, what? And then I was like, oh, wait, no, I can easily do this math. That's right. <laughs> it's not one of those story problems from which I actually love those um, <laughs> when I was growing up. But yeah, I, I was sitting there and I was like, hey, you know what? This is pretty interesting. And then um, I do want to know more about insurance and how uh, it affects your business as business owners. Why does this matter to us? But yes. um, before we worry about next week, let's look at what TikTok is teaching you. 
let's talk about business tips. So my first one is that you need a value proposition. Here are my three best tips on how to start your small business. The first thing you have to do before starting your small business is identifying what your value proposition is. First thing that I would advise my people, my content jefes to do is to get clear with your unique value proposition or UVP. In this. What I wish I had known before selling a business, which is having a unique value proposition. So what differentiates you from your competitor? Here's one important thing that business owners forget about when starting a business. You don't know what your unique selling proposition is and know that this can actually make or break your business. The unique selling proposition is probably the biggest pile of horse stung that I possess. <laughs> I think you'd appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so got, everyone is just like, hey, unique value proposition, unique selling proposition. You need to have it. You need to have it. You need to have it. And he's like, mm, uh, no, it is not. It's a big pile of horse dung. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, but he was one of the ones in that same school of thought that it's no longer unique. Any point that you make that's based on a feature that you offer or a feature that you have, anyone can replicate that. So what is it really that sets you apart? And he was trying to say, it's your brand. So it wasn't, he wasn't just a crotchety old guy. He, um, really had a point beyond that, but it just wasn't as funny. Um, <laughs> 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 so yeah, I I loved um what that it was kind of in alignment with what the the um guy Johnny Bradley, the British guy. Um what he was saying was the same thing that you really have to think about the value that you bring and this guy was just like it's your brand. And if you don't really think about that, the story that you're telling um or that your business is telling is part of what makes you unique. And so making sure that you've got that, like Cyrus said, in a clear, concise manner, I think is where everyone needs to start. I agree because it makes it so much easier for you if you know what that is. So, and it helps us to work smarter versus harder. So I have to agree that it is important. Indeed. Yes, yes. So everybody, we're excited to hear what your unique value proposition is. Jot it in the chat. Let us know, did you change something after today's show or maybe just start yours for the first time today? We can't wait to hear about it. Next week is going to be awesome. We're going to be chatting about focus groups and um, it's going to be a great one. Lots of good nuggets per usual. Thank you to all of our sponsors and those of you that showed up with us tonight, all of our amazing sponsors. We appreciate you. Those that showed up to spend time with us tonight. We love having you here. Syra, thank you so much for being our special guest expert. You are awesome. Shanna Mavis, you are the ultimate co-host and I just could not have more fun with you and appreciate you so much. Have a great evening, everybody. Do something today that your business will thank you for. Go to pillar5.com. Our goal is simple, to help you achieve the dream and vision you first had when you thought about starting a business. We're here to make growing your business less complicated. There are building blocks to build a sustainable business. We promise to seek them out and address them all. The Better Your Business Show starts now.